when she had this preaching here, she entered the aircraft. You know, you have to be careful because is it you? Your daughter? It is you. You, you, you are you the one that will fight with homosexuals in the street, telling them repent? Yeah, your mother. It's your mother, right? It was your mother. Yes. You know, aircraft is a security area, right? <laughs> you don't want to say terrorists. <laughs> what do I get the plane? <laughs> but you know, when you have Jesus, it's really nothing matters now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just rise up and say, feel now. I've been empowered enough now. Ladies and gentlemen, can you lend me your ears now? I, I think the, the, the air marshals can arrest you if you fool around, right? <laughs> this is serious. She stood up in the, the plane took off. Once they took off, she said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, now I have stood. <clears throat> I want you all to listen to me and listen good. The Messiah is coming and I've been watching you people here. You are eating meals. You are drinking coffees here in this flight. And none of you is talking to us about the coming of the Messiah. None of you is saying, let us repent on this aircraft. That if the rapture happens now, we may all enter heaven. It was, it, I think it's still in the YouTube until now, right? Ay, 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 ay. Did he say that can we send it slowly in WhatsApp? He said, he shouted it aloud with power in other words. The gospel must be given with power. With power. Even Jesus as a it was public and public. And he says, Verse 7 it says, He said in a loud voice, Fear God! Fear God! Fear God! Hallelujah! Everybody look at me now. Finally now, when the angel begins to dispense, to minister the eternal gospel, when he begins now to administer the eternal gospel, that we may be able to check ourselves and see whether this generation is really preaching the eternal gospel. When he rose up, he did not say, God is good, God is good, he wants to bless you, just be comfortable, he wants to bless you, God is good all the time, all the time, he did not say that. Hallelujah. Neither did you say, God is grace, God is grace, He loves you, God is love, God is love from heaven there. Not at all. When He began to minister the eternal gospel, He began by saying, Fear God. Come, Dios. Come, Dios. Fear God. Hallelujah. In other words, he's saying that when the eternal gospel is being preached, is being administered, the first thing in order of priority, the eternal gospel must deliver into the church, into the life of the Christian, in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Let the truth be told that the church may be set free and get back on the road towards her Savior who is coming soon. He's saying that when you look at the church of Christ in this generation, number two, when you look at the body of Christ in this generation, number three, when you look at the present day Christian in this age, the most important thing that will strike you, number one, that they lack, they lack the fear of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you look at the pulpit, 
When you look at the pastors of this age, the first thing that will strike you is how they lack the fear of God, my Lord. Ay, 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 ay. Inimbaya. Sana. This is serious. This is very bad. He's saying, in the order of priority, when the glorious angel that has picked the gospel from the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is, and he has picked it from inside the Ark of God, and he's bringing it out, the reason God sends him to bring it, meaning something must have gone wrong. Something must have gone wrong with the gospel that was being given. Hallelujah. For the Lord to say, Apana, no, I must now go and restore it now. And yet I said, if you look at the prophetic timeline when that is happening, and I'm bringing it to our time, when that is happening is between when the last set of judgments are about to start meaning the final ones, it's as though God is preaching a final call a last call to mankind serious times, blessed people and he's saying, in the order of priority, the components, when now the angel has come from God, and that angel is up there, he has not consulted with a professor of theology, he has not consulted with a professor of psychology, he has not consulted with a professor of philosophy, he has not consulted with a theological college, he has not consulted with some wise sayers on the earth, he has not consulted with a bookman an author to write him a book. He has not consulted with someone of humanitics to translate for him first that people may understand. He has not consulted with a rich country. He has not consulted with a book publishers. He has not. He has not. He has not. He is saying it original as it is. And when he begins now to disperse the gospel, the components of the gospel, in order of priority, he says, fear God. Hey! Hey! In order of priority, sit down, we don't have time. In order of priority, You are going back to Melbourne with fire. They're going to hear you, baby. They're going to hear you this time around. Now, you are going back to South Korea with fire, right? You said this time the whole country must now prepare. And there's no discussion this time around. They must now enter. Order of priority, my Lord. And when he begins to dispense the components of the eternal gospel that we want to use now to measure the gospel that this generation is preaching. He says, fear God. Demedios. Fear God. In Daniel, Demedios. Fear God, my Lord. Hi, hi, hi. And so when you take that as a barometer, you take that as a probe. A probe. A barometric test. You want to test it and you take it and you now run your PCR. You want to know do these people have the fear of God? You design a primer and you take their blood sample. You isolate the DNA and you run it with the primer. Do they have it? Zero. It's called null, 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 null. Michael, in German, sir, I know you are sleeping. In German, they say null, null, eh? null, null. Is that true? Null, null. Yeah. Nothing shows up. Called the fear of God. He's saying he's now dispensing the eternal, the everlasting gospel, and then the components. One by one. Thank God he put the components there. Otherwise it would be such an argument that has no end. But now he said, it's not a matter of writing on the t-shirt on your back. 
and saying that no, I am walking in the eternal gospel. Not at all. He's saying you must walk in the fear of God. Look at this now. Look at this now. He's saying when you look at the present day church, you should ask, is that the fear of God? Is that the fear of God they have? Absolutely not. Right from the pastor. The pastor can even give a false prophecy here about money. And make someone bring him money running. He make women running, leave, women leave their shoes there running, they check like this. It is me you are talking about, that is me. And start putting checks down there. And dollars at the feet of somebody. Is that the fear of God? Hi! I like the fact that wisdom has come to this generation. Nobody can lie to you anymore. There is no more joking with eternity. Hallelujah. He's saying that fear God, that when you deliver as a pastor, you dispense the eternal, the everlasting gospel, the original gospel. When you dispense it to the church, the first attribute it delivers to the church, to the Christian, is the fear of God in their lives. They now walk with the fear of God. Amen. They walk with the fear of God. Yes. They now walk with the fear of God. And by the way, when they walk with the fear of God, you don't need to sit him or her down and interview her. No. You can just see. You see their talk. You see their choices in life. Choices in life. You see the things they are avoiding, the things they cannot say. Oh, me, you know me. I'm a lawyer, and uh, it it was just a group of lawyers. I was not really in the bar. I was not in the nightclub. I was outside the balcony. There is a table there, and in any case, I was drinking only Coca Cola. What are you doing there? If you go to the fish market, you can only come by smelling what fish. What are you doing there? You can just look at their choices in life. And it will tell you these people don't fear God. You look at the way the Christians are dressed. Mavazi dressed. In Brazil it's worse. In Finland is unspeakable. In Australia is an abomination. In Italy you will fall down and cry. Every nation, no nation has been spared the fall, the apostasy. Do you understand now? No. There has to be a time when the people rise up and draw the line in the sand. I will stop here. From this point on, I need to walk my way back to the Lord. This is serious. If you see Melbourne, Sydney, Australia, Brisbane, Perth, what the church is doing there, the lives of the Christians, you will cry. You will, that's why I struck them with a plague, remember? Of mice. If you show it there, I struck them with a plague of mice. I stood in Sydney in the pastor's conference. I told them, I see mice, the way I say it in Brazil. In Brazil I say, I see insects biting me. If you don't repent, they are biting me trillions of insects. After a short time when I left, they refused to repent. I say it in Rio de Janeiro. I say it in Sao Paulo. Then I left. After a short while, boy, there is an entire generation born. Those mosquitoes appeared bringing Zika virus. An entire generation has been born there without brain and they're crippled. It's called microcephaly. And then I did the same thing in Australia. I stood in that conference and I told them, I see, I see mice biting me. Trillions of mice. When I left and they refused to repent, I said, repent, otherwise I'll bring them from the storehouse of the Lord. Look what happened. In one home, two billion mice. It was spooky, unbelievable. And when they die, look, a heap like this of a, a whole truck of mice dead and rotting. They smell. Don't joke with these prophets. They can make it impossible for you to live. 
I can shut it for you if that's what you like. Until you cry, until you come back to me and say, kweli nimekubali sasa. Sasa nimekubali iko Mungu. That you think you're enjoying good life and you don't want to repent. Look at what I did if you look at the mice. Look at the population of mice, my Lord. Heaps and they chased people from homes. That two billion mice entered the house, people ran away. And I said, I said there, I see mice eating my feet, eating me. The mice ate people. People were eaten on the head, on the eyes, on the feet, everywhere. But when you go to sleep, you find that like 10,000 mice have covered you, they're eating you. That is spooky, that's unbelievable. Don't joke with these prophets of Yahweh. That is the center of Sydney, Australia. I did the same in Rio de Janeiro, the Grand Mega. That's now the Grand Mega Rio. Even Sydney is a Grand Mega City. These are alpha cities of the earth. And they thought well, they have surpassed God. Hapana. Everybody was created by Jehovah, my sender. Yahweh, my friend. No. We cannot fool around forever. It's unbelievable. And so, he's saying here that when you look at this generation, just the first component of the eternal gospel that is being dispensed, you realize something is wrong. When you look at the abortions in the church, abortar, eos abortar, when you look at the abortions alone, okay, let's start from the dressing. Where that abortion starts from? It starts from the, the, the slutty dressing, the nude dressing. It moves from nude dressing to pregnancies and abortions in the church. It is a shame because the world is waiting for salvation. It is a shame. The Muslims... <laughs> The Muslims are stuck with cripples. And the Muslims, the Hindus, the other religions, if you have a cripple, a cripple is a cripple. Crippledness or a cripple does not say, I know you know, you're not a Muslim, I'm not going to touch you here, whatever. And in every home, whether Muslim home or it is a Hindu home, if there is a cripple, they go through the same agony. Same. They have the same longing and desires that one day this loved one of theirs can stand up. They have the same fears. They are saying, oh, now she is now 10. How about when she becomes 30? and 50 kwa on the sand how will we manage this right now we are carrying outside and when you go to the market and it rains you come back find it has rained on her they have the same fears like all other people and so whether it's a Muslim family or a Hindu family Buddhist family, new age, whatever when they hear that the Lord is raising cripples. My Lord. Even them long and desire. That one day their own cripple may get up. And now you see, now look. Muhammad Juma, he Hassan Muhammad. This one's Hassan Muhammad. The entire Muslim community came out. Now, listen, listen. They came out and they went to the church with the cripple that has walked Mohammed Juma. This was on the way to Brazil, by the way. On my, we call it the road to Brazil. The cripples that the Lord used me to raise as I was preparing to go to Brazil. This Mohammed Juma. And I was shocked he walked four kilometers that day. Because I was about to call you people. No, four kilometers, my Lord. <laughs> the Muslims have come out. They come out. Look at this now. When they come and look at now, they put the creeper in front. First of all, they come to church. 
So mudutumie mabasi. Send us buses. We want to come to church. This God, look at their language. I was saying Swahili and then in English. Huyu Mungu na huyu nabii wake ambao wametuletea, wametuletea mwangaza huu. My Lord, they call it mwangaza huu. That this mighty God with his mighty prophets who have brought us this light, they call it light, my Lord, in our community. We want to go and worship this God. In the past, it used to be if you do what you do, you fear what, right? No, you cannot convert who? Not at all. Themselves. And when they read the church, they ask what? This holy God who has done such a holy thing through this holy prophet. How can we enter with our shoes? Can we be allowed to remove our shoes? The fear of God. <laughs> the fear of God. I The Muslims are waiting for the church. They are waiting for power, power. They everybody loves power. They are longing for power. That one day that power may take their people and their people walk and guess what they poured out what did they do with Muhammad Juma they poured out look they were going to the trading center the community was said a cripple has walked we were right mungu wetu mungu wanabi jehovah amenua kiwete na sasa kiwete serious no 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 it's very serious you cannot spoil for them you cannot spoil it for them you cannot do that you cannot they are waiting for hope nobody wants to burn in the lake of fire not at all they are waiting for the truth for hope to come you cannot destroy it with now wasichana wanatembea uchi wasichana wanabeba mimba umalaya napigwa pale adharani you cannot spoil for Jesus he died on the cross you cannot do that you cannot do that they are waiting they are waiting for this you cannot do that you cannot now have this nudity in the church and immorality and pregnancy and abortions you cannot do that that is called lack of the fear of god i don't know why they are showing only one they they, they not remember me japale there is my daughter here who walks recently eh? and there is also hasan mohammed the recent last week i think less than 2 weeks ago they stood up and walked there are many no even kadafi even amina who was bleeding i think the husband walked away many there are many there are many hmm? there's mishi mishi mohammed here Hmm? So please listen to me here. The Lord is saying he is justified, look at this now, to replace yes. not repair and open with apana. Apana. No, he's not saying go and clean up, try to wash it and see if it can be washed. He's replacing why? Look at this now. Because he's saying essentially that when a pulpit is defiled it ceases to be his pulpit let me put it better he's saying in other words when he has placed his pulpit here at calvary made of the wood of the cross wood and then you come replace it and put a sophisticated one a modern one and start transmitting a modern gospel he's saying that pulpit is not his anymore why because the message is not his yeah the message is not his that that's actually is not his it is now it, and there are only two messages you know that right are they three no the only two either the lord's message or satan's message diablos yeah hi now the lord is justified to instruct to order the replacement the deletion the abolition of the current pulpit why because it is leading people to hell Yeah, that is where the problem is. 
it is roasting people in hell. I remember I asked the Lord, hey, it is so serious, I cannot even repair. And I told him, you have so much power, you could have just stretched your hand like this and it would have been repaired. No, it is not his. Look, glass. And yet, the cross. He wants one made of the cross. Wooden. The Madera. And El Tanior. Hallelujah. And he's saying that if you want to know the true barometric test, the true, true thermometer for measuring if the current church, before you leave, I'm going to finish up a thing for you. Yeah. The current church is really preaching the eternal gospel or not. The true measure is the life of the Christians. And let me put it this way. If you want to know whether the church is truly preaching the eternal gospel, the true measure, barometric test, is what? The life of the nation. Because the light, the church is the light of the nation. Yeah, that is serious now. He's saying that when you look at the present day Christians, whereby on Sunday they are born again, they are coming with long dresses, at least covering the knee, whatever. I'm talking about the women now, and then I'll come to the young men with their earrings also and their sagging trousers in the church, my Lord. And so, the women, on Sunday she's born again, she's coming along this. But do you know what she does? Okay. She's going to make it tight. Then you realize there is a problem. There is a sickness in the church. When it's holy, now she'll make it tight so you can see her anatomy. So that, what is the purpose? You may last at her. This is serious. The house of Yahweh has become the den of robbers. And the pastor cannot touch her because I open up that that is the lawyer, you cannot touch her. That's the doctor. You cannot touch her because you know she's the one who has bought these chairs. Wah! 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 That is serious. Very serious, that one. Very, very serious. That means there is a fall at the pulpit. In this age, they have changed the pulpit. They have replaced the pulpit of Yahweh with a modern pulpit and they are preaching a modern gospel, a different gospel that lacks holiness, lacks the fear of God. That's why when I, when I came or when you come to the church and say, repent, repent, run away from sin, be holy, they start walking. In fact, it's amazing. They start walking away on your eye. On your eye, honey, what is it? Daddy, you're trendy. Let's go to eat a meal. Watch, watch, let's go. I, they begin to walk away from your eyes, my Lord. Why? Because they have been raised and nurtured on another gospel. It's called evangelism, meaning a fleshy gospel, a gospel that is sweet to the flesh. Sweet. It's tingling. The Bible says tingles the ear. Itching to the ear. If I get time, I read the book of Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. Oh, I read Second Timothy 3, 1 and 5. We're getting there. But I'm just, still, just allow me first to ventilate on this matter. Just ventilate. This is serious. The very instrument that God prepared for taking people into heaven, the vehicle, is the one that has been grounded. Hey, that generation is all going to hell, right? Yeah, unless you repair that vehicle. He's saying not his anymore. It must be replaced, not repaired, not patched up, not renovated, not refabricated. Apana. No. He said, total replacement. You can't even say an overhaul. Not at all. Total replacement, the design, the structure, the drawing, the architecture are totally different. And the purposes are different. And because because I want to give them something before they fly to the airport. Hallelujah. Before they get there. And he said, verse 7, Revelation 14. And he said in a loud voice, Fear God. And number 2, give him glory. Ay, 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 ay. Look at this now. 
when you look at the way pastors are ministering here, is that the fear of God? When they start saying, oh, you see, the Lord spoke to him about a woman here, you are a widow, and um, yeah, the, the, ba- the bank, uh, well, the Lord said, commercial, commerce, commerce. It's something to do with commercial. You have $15 million there. God said, bring what, what, what here. Hey! And yet he picked it from a counselor. He picked it from a counselor when the husband died. She was talking there. And he brought a Ugandan false prophet, Nigerian false prophet, a Ghanaian, and he told him that that woman is a widow. She has this amount in the account, and the bank is called this. Hey! Is that the fear of God? Is that the gospel Jesus left at Calvary? Please, jokes aside, Mchezo Kando. This is serious. When you see the way pastors are abandoning their wives and getting younger girls from the worship, is that the fear? Even secretaries, by the way, I know everything. Is that the fear of God? No. The wives sometimes come to me and say, Please, please just, just pray for me because I mean, he has abandoned me with the children. He has taken a young girl. Is that the fear of God? God is justified to totally replace. Because he's saying that the gospel of prosperity, the gospel that is horizontal gospel, focusing the church and humanity and the generation horizontally on the earth, the wealth of the earth, the things of the earth, that gospel comes from here. But the eternal gospel comes from heaven. From heaven. Jesus is the spirit man that comes from above. The devil comes from where? Babies. So you tell me. And he's saying, when they are preaching, eh, when they are preaching, they, they let the sheep go hungry. When you look at them naked, that means they are malnourished. Nobody cared for them. And the ones in this ministry, be very careful. If you are still having issues also, you know you can tell someone who still has issues. You can tell. You can tell they are trying to dress holy, but again, eh, she's trying to squeeze it a bit, right? To show herself a bit, to show the waist and what. And um, again, she's trying to dress holy, but she's still adding her things. Meaning, she's in an argument with the Lord. And that is the lie of the devil because yesterday we saw the danger of the lake of fire. Don't let the devil seduce you. He does not mean good. No, no. He's called dragon. He wants to drag you into the lake of fire. Before they go, I must say this. So, I need to run through this. He's saying here that the first component that must be delivered is the fear of God. Number two, that the Christians in that church where the eternal gospel is being preached, the everlasting gospel. Number two, they do what? They give glory to God with their lives. My Lord. When you are walking in the... You see, because now when you come to town and you appear, you say, Hey, 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 mchungaji wanga mekuja, nitupia yolesu, nitupia yolesu raka sana. Pastor mekuja, kunina mekuja nipigia, haku nipigia. But throw for me that lesu, my pastor has come. My pastor has come, I need to cover myself. What gospel is that? From the devil. They are born again on Sunday. Even that born again Sunday is full of tight here, tight what? Right? No. We want freedom. For us, we want the kingdom of God. We are tired of HIV AIDS. We are tired of sickness. We are tired of everything. We want the kingdom of God. We want to go up there. We we are tired. We are wiser. We are wise. We want the kingdom of God, nothing less. Don't fool with us. That a fashion from Milan, a fashion from Paris, that to make you look sexy, I throw them down, I cut them and put on fire. And put on fire. 
You cannot. At one point we have to draw the line and say, I'm going to return to the Lord now. Hi. No, can you sit down? I need to get because they're running. They're running out. They're going to the airport. So he's saying, the first thing he delivers, again, I'm going to revisit these things, but for their case, I'm running. The fear of God. And that is the thing that is lacking. Number two, giving God glory with their lives. The Christians today are the most corrupt in the offices. The Christians today, they are the accountants that are cooking books. You are told to construct a road. You are told to construct a house. On agenda manyumbabili. He will build two homes or two bridges. You give him a money to build a road. He will cut and put mostly sand and what. And then when it rains after six months, there are potholes on the road. The Christians, they have Christian named John Peter. They are counters, they are engineers. They are the most corrupt, the Christians. Is that giving God glory with their lives? Even if nobody finds you, but you tell me one thing. How about the Lord? Is the Lord blind? There is eternity coming up. I need to finish because of time here so I can read some things here for them. So he's saying, the fear of God, giving God glory with their lives. Why? Because the hour of his judgment has come. He's saying that when the eternal gospel is being preached, it must teach the Christians to give God glory with their lives. Number three, that when the everlasting gospel is being preached by the pastor at the pulpit, it must teach the Christians one thing, that God judges sin. Bona hukumu tambi, tambi. That God judges sin, leaves sin alone. And I'm going to come through that again. That he has judged sin before. He judged in the garden. He's going to judge it again. That he judged sin during the days of Noah. He's going to judge it again. That he judged sin at the power of Babel. Genesis 11. He will judge it again. That he judged sin in Sodom and Gomorrah. He will judge it again. That he judged sin in Egypt, he will judge it again. He judged Judah, he judged in Syria, and the Assyrians took them, the Babylonians took them, he will judge it again. That when Jesus was on the cross, it was the judgment of God against sin. The eternal gospel, when you preach it, it makes it clear to the Christian, God judges sin. God judges sin. He will judge sin on the cross. He will judge it again during the tribulation. And in this generation, he has sent us to judge sin. If you see now Mexico, first put, first put the prophecy. Let's listen to what I said before. When I instructed the aspects, go and strike them specific. Menengai. Just put Menengai there. When I, I spoke from Menengai, before you go to the earthquake, yes. He has shown me tremendous earthquake coming to hit Mexico. These are the things that have driven God himself angry. Idolatry, perversion, worship of Satan. Now, you put the full one. When I told them, give me a reason why I should not judge you. I, 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 Mimi, should not judge you. He gave total authority to judge you. I have seen earthquake hit several parts of Puebla because of the worship of Satan. That is a particular city called Puebla. Hit the Catholic Church. Then I saw the devil worship going on the human sacrifice. The judgment of God is coming your way. This is what the Lord says to you now. Repent in Christ Jesus and I shall restore you. Otherwise you will know that the Lord God Almighty has spoken. Now I ask you, give me a reason why I should not judge you. Buildings collapsed and gas lines explode after a magnitude 7.1 earthquake. 
And I even said straight to Puebla Cathedral, the Puebla, that is the one on the money, on the Mexican peso, that cathedral is on their money. And I'd seen, I'd even gone, I'd gone behind there. I used to make many flights from the US to go to them. And I knew that there was devil worship and human sacrifice behind this. I used to go behind there. I went to them severally. I used to go to them. And listen, and I told the Africa to strike the cathedrals, Catholic churches, where idol worship was rife. That they, they, the Franciscanas, the nuns, Franciscanas, their abortions, the what, the putting of a fetus in tubes and putting the dead body of bishops in glass and people come to kiss the glass on the altar. And the worshipping of Santa Muerte, the angel of death. And they thought I was joking. In this age, one has appeared that is executing the judgment of God, the coronavirus, everything. I struck Chile. I went there again. I went to Philippines. I told him, because I've stepped here, now there must be a serious earthquake. My feet, the squelch, meaning chua, 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 the sound of my feet. There must be a severe earthquake here. And it was unbelievable. In this age, you, you now know that God judges sin. And he's saying, it must teach them that God judges sin. Stay away from sin. Don't fool around with sin. Did you hear me or not? Do I look like I'm kidding around with you? Excuse me? You must repent. In this age, Two have appeared in one, doubled, that are judging the nations unbelievably. Bearing nations, they are digging, they are trying to dig themselves from under the soil. Look at what my words have done in Palestine. Bearing them, they are trying to dig with their hands. Please. God judges sin because they're rushing. Let me finish. He's saying that I'm going to revisit after I release this uh, uh, precious uh, uh, sons to the airport. But that when the everlasting gospel is being preached, the first thing the gospel must deliver is the fact that you must fear God. Why do you fear Him? Fear Him, number one, because He's the Creator. In other words, He's saying, give Him His due position as God. But we live in a generation that have dethroned God and declared independence from him. Why? Because the church has not preached it. Number two, the fear of God, after the fear of God, giving God glory with your life. After that he says, to make them know that God judges sin and the hour is near. You can tell the hour is near. It has already begun. The Lord has made you taste a little bit what happens in the tribulation. When he judges sin there, the earthquakes, the locusts, all these things here that you may not enter there. Number four, that the hour, the return of the Messiah is near. That's all what he's saying there. Judgment is near. Hallelujah. And he's saying that worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water? What is the meaning of that? That is universe. The heavens, the earth, under the earth, the oceans, that is the entire creation. He's saying that the only God worthy of worship, his name is Jehovah. Because only he created the entire creation. Satan is a creature. Come on now. You can kick and say, no, you are a creation of God. You are a creature. 
Worship only God. The one that created, look at this now. Created all creation. And number two, the one that is capable of creating the new creation. Being born again. And receiving Jesus. And entering heaven. Even the new creation. The physical creation and the new creation. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17, 21. The new creation. And so, in summary, so we can continue tomorrow before these people leave. What has the Lord said in summary? Just in summary. Let me run for them this in a moment. He says that the eternal gospel is called the eternal gospel because it is in its original purity. Number one. It is in its original purity. The eternal gospel is called the everlasting gospel because it is in its fullest grace uninterrupted, uncontaminated. Number three, the eternal gospel is called the eternal gospel because it delivers its fullest and greatest justification. It has the highest righteousness intact. The eternal gospel is called the everlasting gospel. Why? Because it has the greatest efficacy and capability to deliver everlasting reconciliation, my Lord. I just want to give it to them before they run. Tomorrow we'll revisit this with you people, but for them they're living. He says, it is called the eternal highest efficacy for, for pardoning sin. It's uninterfered with. Nobody mixed in money, mixed in anything, immorality. It is pure from God. Unaltered. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody is entering heaven now. The eternal gospel is eternal. Why? Because it says it has the everlasting salvation and it delivers it. It delivers it. Hallelujah. Delivers everlasting salvation. It has the power of the blood of Jesus untouched. Oh yes. It has the power of the blood of Jesus untouched, uninterfered with. My Lord, I love that gospel. The eternal gospel is called eternal gospel. Why? Because its content and substance of that gospel has power. Its power, you remember we mentioned bring the fear of God, give God glory, turn away from sin, all these things. That power was settled from when before creation in eternity. That's why it's called eternal. Oh yes. That's why it's called everlasting gospel. Because before creation, that authority was settled by God earlier. It's called everlasting gospel. Why? Because it was settled. And listen, because it was concealed in God. He created it and he waited. Because nothing takes God by surprise. Oh, nilishtuka tuwa meanguka, siku pijipanga vizuri. Ah, pana. He knows everything before he creates. The eternal gospel is called eternal because it's an ancient gospel that was preached in ancient times. It is what God preached to Adam. Look at this now. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 when he says, And in the beginning God created. That is eternal gospel. That only God creates. And when Adam fell and the Lord came to him, Genesis 3 verse 8, Adam, Adam, where are you? God reaching out to his fallen children. That was the eternal gospel. He was preaching. This is serious. You cannot do that. You cannot mix it with immorality and homosexuality and prostitution. No, this one has power for eternity, my Lord. Intact. And that's why it must be replaced. What is in church now must, how many want to replace it? Everybody wants to replace it. We're going to knock it out, right? And bring the eternal gospel alone. The eternal gospel was ordained and commissioned before creation. That's why it's called eternal. It's not a creation of man that oh just recently created it. Not at all, not at all. The eternal gospel was revealed in days ancient 
the eternal gospel is eternal because it has the greatest truth of God conserved, conserved in it, kept. Nobody can touch it. And kept where? Eh, please, if you are going to keep that truth, right? The original truth. Please keep it for me up there because you've put it here, they will manipulate it, right? It is kept up there. The angel picked it from up there. Hallelujah. And the angel did not call a professor of theology. Oh, professor. Yeah, I want to bring it down there. Can you translate for me using humanetics? There's some, because I want it in a digestible format that people may understand it. Oh, uh, yeah. Not at all. There is no human involvement. It is eternal because there is no human involvement in its design. Write that down. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. The eternal gospel is eternal because it is aligned to the truth of God. Aligned. It is called eternal because it's immutable. Unchangeable mutation. Immutable. Unchangeable. Cannot be changed. Ay, ay, ay. I love that gospel. We're going to preach that gospel. Right? It's eternal gospel because it is not vulnerable to modernism. Hallelujah. The eternal gospel is called everlasting gospel. Why? Because it is unchangeable by human opinions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cannot be changed by human opinion. Oh, there is a brand of theology and liberalism that has come on, and now you see we have to change it a bit. Not at all. Liberal theology accepting homosexuality. Liberal theology telling people, no, there is liberty in those who are born again, and women are coming to church naked, and nobody's rebuking them, and you think you're loving them, you are hating them, they're going to end up in the lake of fire. If you love your sons and daughters, you tell them the truth. The truth. You don't just keep quiet that, oh, you see, I don't want to push them too much. They might go to my enemy's church and give a big offering there and announce it in the newspaper to hurt me. My enemy. Did you hear the word enemy's church? Ah, we need to bring the eternal gospel so that the church can be one. One. The body of Christ. Muslims are waiting for power. They are stranded with cripples. They are stranded with HIV. Here HIV is being healed. This is serious. New hearts are being created. Just a few days ago, new heart created in Brazil. A top, top country. Top. Was it in Lorena? Lorena. Lorena. The healing service in Lorena. Tremendous. And they say, it is eternal gospel. Because it's secured in heaven by God the Father himself. Meaning, you are not going to change it. You will not change this gospel. No, no, don't, please don't try. You will not do it. He's waiting there. How will you reach there and change it? Therefore, that tells you clearly the reason God has to replace the pulpit. Because either, because if it's immutable, either you are preaching the eternal gospel or you are preaching another gospel. That's why he said to remove the pulpit. That is not my gospel. Hallelujah! We're about to rush to airport. Let me run very fast here. It's called eternal because it's power, potency, and efficacy. Power, potency, and efficacy for the redemption of mankind is enormous and intact. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It can deliver 8 billion people into the kingdom of God. Eight billion. All can be delivered. And there is enough room in heaven. God is so powerful. He can even, if there is no room, He can extend heaven by just one word. No, you can imagine the earth as it is. You can imagine before sin, how stunning the earth looks like. Before sin came. With oceans and trees and forests, you know, and the way you are living and so forth. The stunning nature of creation, the stars and everything. And he used only six days to create. But he has taken more than 2,000 years now. Can you imagine how stunning is going to be up there? Yes. God is not a joke. God is not in business of joking around. You cannot tell me you are living in Houston, Texas, KK, so you love it there, that is your heaven. No, not at all. 
That is not your heaven. There is a real heaven that he has been, this earth he built in six days and is to damage this toxic sin. The toxicity of sin has destroyed it. Can you imagine the new Jerusalem where there is no pain, there is no hospital, no surgery, no suicide, no thugs with guns, no robbers, doors are open, you can worship the Lord, a new body, no disease, no tired, just worshiping and just glory. Can you imagine that? A perfect life tailored for you. But here all the time, you have to look aside if someone will steal your phone, eh? if a terrorist will beat you with a metal on the head. Oh, panga. What is that? Yeah, that's bad, right? Very bad. It is called eternal gaffa. I have only 10 minutes to release them. Why? Because it has that power. It has tremendous power to bring eternal joy. It's called joy unspeakable. Said so that when you behold the joy from the eternal gospel, you don't want anything else. No, 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 no. You just love the Lord, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are people fooling around with the everlasting gospel of God? That is the problem, right? Why? He says it's the eternal gospel because later we're going to go through this tomorrow, blessed people, because I'm running it for the ones who are traveling to Italy and uh, to, 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 through Houston, Texas, or to direct. Bogota direct, okay, thank you, through, through Amsterdam. Okay, so I'm just running this for you. It is called the eternal gospel, why? Because the eternal gospel is the one that Jesus laid on that cross. And it was designed earlier before creation. That is serious. It is the restoration of worship that the Lord is talking about in this vision. And the Lord is saying, now the altar must be restored because judgment is coming. And he's saying that today's church is modern and it has interfered with the gospel and is preaching another that suits their sensation, feelings, flesh, joy, their happiness on the earth. And God is saying, we must change worship now. And the eternal gospel is from God the Father himself as we've seen. It's from heaven, preached to the whole known earth. And it calls on people of this age to fear God, to revere Him, to honor Him, give Him glory. The everlasting gospel is called everlasting gospel because it never changes. We've seen that. And that this generation has allowed the devil, look at this now, to try and distort the gospel. Distort it. The devil, that is Satan. Mudah. Ayos accept Mudansa, the Diablo. Enter the Evangelion, right inside the gospel. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying that this generation must now repent. I just, for them, because they are going, we'll see this tomorrow. The origin of the everlasting gospel is the Ark of the Covenant. Revelation chapter 11, real quick, so that they can leave now. Revelation chapter 11, verse 19. Remember, I gave you the vision. Hallelujah. Verse 19, then, then God's temple in heaven was opened and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant. And there came forth flashes of lightning. Do you, do you understand the vision the Lord gave me? Lightning striking and rumbling, the peals of thunder in an earthquake. Remember I said it shook, I've been all over the world since 2005 preaching this. The earthquake that hit it uh-huh. and, and severe hailstorm. That is where the eternal gospel is picked from. And he's saying, as we finish for those going to the airport, then we'll come back tomorrow. But he's saying the following. That when the first angel, that's where we have reached, tomorrow we'll handle second, third, second and third angel. When the first angel proclaims the eternal gospel, my Lord, you rather listen and accept it. Because the whole world would be divided into two based on whether you accepted the proclamation of the eternal gospel by the first angel or not.
those who accept 